2: have missed you since last night. We had a fantastic show last night. First and foremost, like I always do, I want to thank the guests. I want to thank the, the amazing audience, our sponsors, and my wonderful co-hosts. Uh, you guys are all fantastic. Don't forget, we are now listened to and downloadable in 22 different countries, and we are on over 60 online platforms, so you can find us all over the internet. Uh, and don't forget, if you, if you miss a show, uh, or some of the clips, you can always visit our news media site, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA.com. Wow, what a show that we have for all of you tonight. Uh, so much has happened in the news today. I want to uh, welcome my uh, co-host, lobbyist, activist, and political, political strategist, Josh Calavate. How are you, buddy?
3: Doing really, really well. How are you?
2: Doing well, man. Good to have you here. Great to have you here. Um, I also want to welcome um, doctor, award-winning speaker, veteran, technology expert, best-selling author, and Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction 2018 candidate, and, and currently the Commissioner of Parks and Recreation for Maricopa County, Dr. Robert Branch, how are you?
4: Hey, I'm doing great tonight, Rory. Look forward to talking with you and Josh and all of your guests.
2: Absolutely. It's great to have you here. Um, I want to get into our breaking story. Uh, You know, starting out the the show tonight, I really, really uh, want to talk about the Russia situation. You know, these Democrats, they just can't let it go. You know, they didn't get what they wished for. They didn't find anything. So what's in the Russia, you know, investigation? And they're pretty sure that Mueller's going to come out with nothing. So what do they do? Oh, I know. They start going into Trump's personal finances. They start going into his past business transactions. They start doing whatever, looking into what all the deals he did. They're trying to go after his family. You know, that wasn't part of the investigation. It was strictly for Russian collusion, which there isn't any. There's no factual proof. You know, you heard Michael Cohen lie off his ass the other other last week in court, and uh, the one thing he didn't lie about, which was somewhat surprising because in all honesty, I mean, he didn't really have uh, much to lose. Cause he's already in bed with the Democrats and Mueller anyway. But he said he was not aware of any Russian collusion. You know, that's, you know, I know that, uh, you know, his credibility doesn't mean much. But, you know, if he lied about everything else. You know, he kind of puzzles me why he didn't lie about that. But, uh, you know, it's, it just goes on and on. you got Nadler, who's now uh, giving Trump crap. And, sh- and who's going to open a bunch of investigations in the house. Then you have Schiff, a uh, little Shippy boy from California, who uh, is now saying there's direct evidence of Russian collusion. Where? Where, dude? There's none. You guys keep going on this fishing expedition, this witch hunt, and all we keep hearing is how close you are to cracking the damn code. But the thing is, there isn't a fucking code to crack. There's no smoking gun, like you guys always say. It really is, like, out of control, this this investigation. It's ridiculous. Um, Dr. Branch, I haven't had you on since last week. You know, a lot has transpired and happened. What are your thoughts on all this?
4: My thoughts are simple. 81 letters went out today, 81 letters into this witch hunt to continue to go after President Trump. They have a big nothing sandwich now they're going out, 81 letters to go out yeah. on another fishing expedition just to take us all the way through the 2020 presidential election cycle, yeah. just so that they could stay on the air saying, you know, Trump is bad. Trump is not bad. This this is, this is the <laughs> biggest witch hunt. This is McCarthyism. This is ridiculous. And I'll yeah. tell you what, you know, this is an abuse of power, and yeah. the American people should not stand for it.
2: You're absolutely right, Dr. Branch. I mean, it, you know, we have never seen anyone in the history of politics get treated this badly. I mean, yes, Repub- past Republican presidents have had their fair share of mistreatment and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, harsh criticism and, and rude behavior from the media, but not to the extent or level, not even near what Trump has had to deal with.
4: It, 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 it's total abuse of power. That's what it is. That's all it is. There is no Russian collusion, with the exception of the Clintons, the Steele dossier. That was Russian collusion. And if the Russians are coming, they obviously (laughs) are not technically (laughs) – A, a, I mean, a, a technical foe against us because it's taking too many years. The Russians are not coming. This Russian collusion is a big nothing Right, they said, that, they said that three sandwich.
2: years ago. The Russians are coming. Well, where the hell are they? They I'm could have been in rowboats. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they could like, have been in rowboats,
4: Rory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, uh, go, go, Josh. Go ahead.
5: You know, I'm just annoyed by all this stuff, to be honest. That's where it's it's to kind of that point for me. It's just annoying. I mean, here's the deal. I want my old liberals back, and I get some Obama liberals back. Let's get go back to when the <laughs> things they complained about were, you know, let's let's go back to liberals that talked about murdering babies, at, you know, as well as uh, I don't know pushing for uh, LGBT rights that uh, you know prohibited free free trade. Let's let's go back to let's go back to the raising tax liberals. This is getting like just annoying. Like it's just hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. Like I yeah. I almost want them to go back to some of their old rhetoric because it's just getting annoying right. now. Like what we already right. had them beat up so much on all their other stuff. Now they're just yeah. but now they're just beating a dead horse over and over and over again. Just let it go, guys. Yeah. There's no evidence of anything. Listen, whether Russian collusion happened or not, I don't believe it did, but even if it did happen, you got to have proof to do anything about it, and you can't just pull a right. rabbit out of a hat. That's, that's not how it works.
6: Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, let's face the facts here. We all know it did not happen. There's no proof. It's a witch hunt. It's a hoax. But even if it did, let's say hypothetically in some fantasy land dream world, it did happen. That is so much more minor than what Hillary Clinton has done, what Barack Hussein Osama has done, all of these assholes on the left have done. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean absolutely. You know they want,
6: absolutely. They, want to
2: cry, they want to cry and pout when we do it, but if they do it, oh, 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 there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here.
5: Well, I mean, that, that's, I mean that's what we're getting That's the way that they act. That's, this is just the new Democratic Party. They don't. If yeah. somebody on their party does nothing, it's okay. There, we have two sitting Democrat congressmen that say constant anti-Semitic comments, and nobody from the Democratic Party has condemned them. The, the closest to condemnation we've gotten is, you know, we need to have more conversations with, uh, you know, with, with the people to let the let the junior congressmen know, you know, a little bit. Let them get some some uh, experience out of the belt. Experience ain't gonna help you be anti. semitic right. Well, you're
4: you're. You're absolutely and, and, right. And now, Omar still France sits on this. the. And Omar still is sitting on the foreign, committee. Yeah. It just. Imagine outrageous. if that was
2: a Republican.
4: Oh man, you know. Well, look at look at Donald Trump. They said he was anti-Semitic. Well, so- look, look what they
2: look what they did to Steve <laughs> King for doing something a lot minor. They kicked him off all his House duties and all the stuff that he was overseeing in the um you know with the oversight and the investigations. Remember, I mean that's ridiculous.
4: Well, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know, I I, I ran for public office, I've, so I guess I'm a, 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 a somewhat a politician. If somebody came Very up to me, and, you, and, are. you know, let me – well, I appreciate that. Now, let me ask you this, though. If I came up to you, or, or Josh, I came up to you, and I said, yes. listen, I have some dirt on your opponent. I want to talk to you about it. Are you going to sit That's down with me? That's oppositional research. I mean, any candidate would do it. The thing is, is Hillary Clinton, they, they formatted it. They created it. Well, you don't do that, okay? That's, that's illegal. But if you're going to sit down and do opposition research, my goodness gracious, I'm all in. I research my opponents to the nth degree. I found everything I could find on my opponents. Because why? They're my opponents. I am going against them. And to me, this is outrageous. And today, listening on the TV where they were saying, well, the reason there's Russian collusion is because of the WikiLeaks drops. They were were waiting for them. It's like all of America was waiting for them. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, what came out was collusion to throw the election. To Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders, those people right. should be in jail. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah.
2: You're, you're absolutely right. I want to
4: play this. I want to play this
2: clip from earlier tonight. Uh, Tucker Carlson puts everything into perspective perfectly on, on what, what we're dealing with right now. Uh, and you know, he even says uh, perfectly how the Russia conspiracy is is dead. I mean, there, there's nothing to it left. I mean, it's it's completely overused. Uh, one four.
7: Carlson, tonight we want to begin this evening with the story of Mike, the headless chicken. It sounds implausible, but it really happened, and it tells you something. It begins this way. One afternoon in the fall of 1945, a farmer in western Colorado called Lloyd Olson walked into the barnyard to get dinner. His wife said she wanted some chicken, so Olson found a five-month-old bird called Mike and then beheaded it with a hatchet. But then a funny thing happened. Mike didn't die. In fact, Mike lived another full year and a half. He lived long enough to become a traveling sideshow attraction before he ultimately choked to death in a motel room in Phoenix, a sad story. But the question is, how did Mike live for 18 months without a head? Well, scientists had a number of explanations for how he did it, but the real reason is simple. Mike had no idea he'd been killed, so he just kept going. Mike was too dumb to die. Something very similar just happened in the Russia investigation this week. For two years, we've been told that there was some form of collusion between the Russian government and the 2016 Trump campaign. Details were sketchy, so we paid for an independent counsel and a number of congressional investigations to find out exactly what happened. Then last week, Democrats hit paper. They produced the perfect witness, the one man in America who would know exactly what happened between the Trump campaign and Russia, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's personal lawyer for 10 years. Communications between Trump and Cohen were supposed to be privileged and protected. So Trump would have been free to tell Cohen anything and everything. If there's one person who would know firsthand about Russian collusion in all its detail, it's Michael Cohen. And if there's one person who would be happy to tell Congress about Russian collusion in all its detail, it's also Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen hates Trump. He has said so repeatedly and vehemently. So last week, Democrats on Capitol Hill put Cohen under oath and asked him about Russian collusion. Here's what happened next. Based on what you know, would Mr. Trump, or did he, lie about colluding and coordinating with the Russians at any point during the campaign? So as I stated in my testimony, I wouldn't use the word colluding. There you have it. Michael Cohen says there was no collusion with Russia. That is the final word. After two years, the most far-fetched spy story in American history ends abruptly. The Russia conspiracy is dead, killed with hatchet-on stunt finality on live television. But here's the twist. Nobody in Washington seemed to notice. They have no idea what just happened. Like Mike the Headless Chicken, they're still running around bumping into things. In fact, they're still issuing subpoenas. Yesterday, the House Judiciary Committee sent out at least 81 of them. The subpoenas are aimed at individuals, organizations, and government agencies that might have damaging information about Donald Trump, information that for some reason, a reason nobody can explain, his personal attorney of 10 years did not have. Apparently, it's extra double secret information. If this all seems a little nuts, prepare yourself. We learned on CNN yesterday that it's simply
8: the beginning. In addition to the 81 names of entities and individuals released today, do you expect more? Yes. In short order, there will be additional names, additional
7: document requests that are made every day. Additional names, additional document requests. If you had to sum up the entire Democratic platform, those two sentences would do it. More subpoenas! Vote for us! We'll investigate! (laughs) At some point, though, it's easy to lose track of what all these investigations are about. Can you remember? Search your memory. Last week, it was Russian collusion, the hacking of our democracy by Vladimir Putin, unseen saboteurs. This week, every bit as solemnly, it's obstruction of justice. You say the president,
0: um, you know, has obstructed justice. You've been clear about that. But you said
9: certainly, There's certainly a lot of evidence that he has, but that's exactly the kind of thing we have to look
10: into.
0: Okay, so now you're
9: not sure he's obstructed justice?
10: Personally, I think he has, but we, <laughs> have, to, we have to look and see. But, but
0: the reason I ask is, obviously, if he obstructs justice, that's a crime. It's an impeachable
7: act. You don't have to have a crime to be impeachable, but right. a crime is an impeachable act. Not okay. every crime is an impeachable act. That one would be. That one would be. Okay. So what are they telling us? Well, you can see what they're telling us. Impeachment's coming. And, of course, it is. Democratic leaders have assured us again and again they have no plans to impeach, but they're lying. Their voters demand impeachment, so really they have no choice. In some ways, an impeachment trial would be an upgrade from the creepy, secretive process we have now. Shadowy intelligence agencies won't be spying on anyone during an impeachment trial. Federal agents won't be rousting anyone from bed at rifle point. Impeachment is a public and fairly transparent process. We can watch it on television. We can assess for ourselves what we think of Jerry Nadler and his friends. Best of luck to Democrats on that. But take three steps back. What's the cost of all of this to the rest of the country? Well, it's hard to assess that, really, but a story in the paper this morning does give you some hints of it. It's this. In 2017, the combined death rates from alcohol, drugs, and suicide in this country hit their highest recorded levels ever, ever since record-keeping began. But you know this if you live here. If you haven't been to the funeral of someone who's died from booze, drugs, or suicide lately— count yourself lucky because they're everywhere. The surreal thing is that nobody on television ever mentions any of this. It's like it's not even happening. Maybe that's because in their world, it isn't happening. Everything is fine where they live. People there are prosperous and secure and happy, and they plan on staying that way. They resent any attempt to remind them that in the world beyond the coastal cities, America is killing itself. That means the people who built this country are dying – The people in charge of this country are ignoring them as they die. You've got to wonder how long this can continue. It's too frivolous. It's too dishonest. They keep telling us the only thing that matters is Trump. They know that isn't true. They just don't want to talk about the rest of it because they're implicated in it.
6: Very
2: true. Very well said. I mean, you know, he really put it into perspective. I mean, he's absolutely right. You know, this is – the way, you know, the way the Democrats are going, with, going along with things, it's all about Trump. It's all about whatever they can do to make Trump look bad. That They know they have nothing on him. They know there's nothing there. You know, Because if, if there was, it would have been out way before Election Day. The last person they wanted in the White House was Trump. But the reason the Democrats are doing this, it's very obvious, is because their sheep are oblivious to reality. Their voters don't understand that uh, this is a complete scam and a fake witch hunt. It, it's a complete hoax. But, but these CNN watchers and these MSNBC watchers uh, are so fixated uh, on Trump being impeached because these politicians keep saying it on the left that they, they are so stuck in a, in a world that, I, I mean, I, I, can't even, I can't even fathom it. Dr. Branch, what do you think? What are your thoughts?
4: I, 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 it, it's it's hard to fathom, but I also want to say that there's a lot of swamp on the right, or excuse yeah. me, Republicans, that yeah. also want to see this happen, and that's the reason right. why you're not hearing a lot of opposition, and that that's that's just a crying shame. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. looking at you know the twenty the 2020 election. I'm looking at next year,
6: uh,
4: yeah. you know, going into this somewhere around March April, just having this big impeachment hearing of nothingness
6: right.
4: and it's why to get the opposition to get trump out and get get the democrat elected i mean this is orchestrated i mean if people don't see it's orchestrated they are mike the chicken and i'm just <laughs> like you know right now they're just they <laughs> are not they are not focused they do not see what's happening
3: and to right. me
4: that that that's a crying shame
2: it, it really is because you have these channels and these people on CNN and MSNBC, a lot of them know it's not true, but they know their audience is going to eat it up. So it's like do whatever gives you highest ratings, you know what I mean, what makes you the most money on your network, um, which is sad because it's just, it goes to show that journalism these days is truly dead and gone. It's all about opinions. That's all these people write about.
5: It's like they're writing a story. It's, it's, it's absurd. Um,
2: Josh, go ahead, and then I want to play another clip.
5: Yeah, I'll just go real quick. I mean, this is what happens when the the media does no, no longer is, you know, upfront and honest about things. When you have, yeah. like I've said on this show, you know, this is the third time I am going say it, when you have people who are no longer investigative journalists, but investigative activists, this is what you're going to mm-hmm. get. You're going to get opinionated pieces. You're not going to get any actual reporting of any truth. You're just going to you're mm-hmm. only gonna, the only thing that's going to be truth is the things mm-hmm. that fit their narrative. Everything that doesn't, you're not going to mm-hmm. hear about.
2: If somebody really needs to shut this down, you know, it's really over the top. You know, Trump has been patient long enough. You know, he, you know, and he ha- he's been calm, he's been relaxed for the most part. You know, uh, he has nothing to worry about, and he's given them so long. And you know, he makes a great point when he say this. He makes a great point when he says this is presidential harassment. What they're doing to him is total harassment. It's absolutely disgraceful. Um, I want to play, Dowdy Gow- was on earlier on Fox, and he describes this Mueller probe and you know the, the, how corrupt Comey is uh, with what Comey's trying to do right now with the investigation uh, perfectly. But uh, here it is, one, three. committee chairman and a Fox
0: News contributor now. Uh, good to see you this evening, sir. Great to have you with us. Um, so he's arguing that because this is of such great public importance, as the Clinton investigation was at that time, because it was in the middle of an election, that it is incumbent upon these officials to make sure that they come forward as he did and share everything with the public. What do you think?
11: Uh, The purpose of the criminal justice system is not transparency. Uh, It is due process, and it is fairness. Um, If the purpose were transparency, the grand jury would meet in public, Uh, the trial jury would deliberate in in public. All of the witness interviews would be done in public if the purpose were transparency. The purpose is fairness. Um, Ultimately, I hope the report is released, consistent with classification. uh, I don't want any classified information out there. I don't want grand jury material. But there's a third point, too, and Comey did this in July. He held a press conference and laid out all the evidence he had on someone that he wasn't going to indict. The Department of Justice does not speak through press conferences. They do not speak through reports. They speak through indictments. So on the criminal side, if you have enough, issue an indictment. On the counterintelligence side, if you have information about what Russia did in 2016, release that as much of it as you can, but don't conflate the two.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting, and it's also interesting to remember that Rod Rosenstein based the memo on which James Comey was fired in part on on exactly what he did on that day on July 5th, correct?
11: So did Michael Horowitz. Uh, yeah, Michael Horowitz is as straight an arrow as you will find in Washington, and the inspector general took great exception to the way Jim Comey, just like in his op-ed, I mean, He does it all the time. He thinks that he is the arbiter and author of the rules. Uh, And he's not. Uh, You cannot disperse people's reputations. The Department of Justice cannot do it at a press conference or report. If you have enough information, indict them. He didn't have enough to indict Hillary Clinton, he didn't think. So he held a press conference. It was even worse than a trial because she doesn't have a chance to defend her. Oh, I mean, we no all every to every word of
0: it. We were hanging on every word trying to figure out where he was going, what he was saying. He was building the case one after the other. It, was, it felt surely he was going to indict based on everything he said. And then at the end, it was like, you know, like a twist in the story. Um, but no prosecutor would bring this case uh, to indictment. So I mean, it's very interesting to see him giving advice for how this process should play out. Um, to Adam well, speaking now, of no
11: prosecutor, yeah. no prosecutor would have a press conference like the one he had either.
0: Okay. Um, fair point. Uh, so Adam Schiff says that he thinks that the president, no matter what happens, should, should face jail time when he leaves the office. Um, wow. He's been obviously very you know, upfront about his feelings about the – He's jail so full of
2: shit. What about
0: the fact that he says that the president should
11: do jail time? Um. Without a trial, without an indictment, without a burden of proof, does Adam just want him to go straight to jail? None of the due process that's afforded everyone else in this country, no presumption of innocence? How about that, Adam? How about a presumption of innocence? Is that okay for the president, or you just want him to go straight to jail? Uh, I think it is reckless and irresponsible, especially for a former federal prosecutor, which is what Adam Schiff uh, was or Jerry Nadler, who's the chairman of the Judiciary? Nadler said over the weekend the president's committed a crime, obstruction of justice. There's been no trial. There's been no determination by twelve of your peers. There's no judge involved. Schiff says there's a very real prospect he's going to go to jail, and Nadler says he committed a crime. We haven't even read the report yet. There's not one single exactly from the Mueller report out. And one of them's got him convicted, and the other one's got him uh, in, in the Bureau of Prisons. Well, Darren Adler said that the uh,
0: investigation was not wide enough in, his, in the scope, um, the Mueller investigation. So they, they want to make sure that they can expand it as they move forward on all these investigations that they're doing. I, I want to get your quick thought on a completely different story out of South Carolina tonight because it's just unbelievable. Uh, the mayor of Lamar, South Carolina, Darnell Byrd McPherson, claimed to be a victim of a hate crime that seems to be going around. Here we go again. After she woke up and she found a strange yellow substance. And I think we have pictures of this. To put them up caked all over her car she was trying to figure out who would do this to her car slime her entire car with all of
2: oh my god so jesus so that was a full load of information from gowdy i mean he always is the guy that puts things uh perfectly into words i mean he's the best of the best i uh he's and he's absolutely right uh, dr branch what, what are your thoughts on on gowdy's
4: interview well, first, I watched it. First of all, I really think that I wish Gowdy was still uh, on Capitol Hill. I and mean, I, I, he, think he he ran, I think one he, of he ran our away because
2: he didn't want to deal with all the drama every day and all this mess that they have over there, you know?
4: Yeah, but America needs him. And, and, and oh, I we know. need a level Believe head me. like that. Uh, and, and I, th- you know, you brought up a great point, uh, Rory, when you said, uh, when you, and, and you and Josh uh, were, were talking about, uh, you know, we need to stop this. But I think one of the signs of stopping it was Barr not recusing himself. And, you know, then there was an announcement that AOC had potential $1 million worth of campaign finance violations. Uh, that's jail time. Uh, as a candidate, I'm letting yeah, you know
2: that. Yeah, and I, I was going to get into severe. that tonight. You know, We will talk about ALC and her uh, finance violation with with her uh, campaign. It's absolutely disgraceful because if it was a Republican, the media would be blowing up and going crazy and asking for the resignation. Keep going, though. Sorry.
4: Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. But I think that's what we need to do. I mean, we need to start. Going after these people Barr needs to continue investigations You know, when we, you know I, I understand what uh, You know, Gowdy is saying As far as transparency uh, The releasing of whatever Mueller, uh, Mueller's findings are However, what's ever in there uh, As far as The collusion, as far as the Steele dossier As far as the Hillary uh, Clinton uh, You know, and, and the, the Democrat National Committee uh, basically constructing this bar needs to go after that that needs to be really you know public that these people are, are, are being you know are, should be in jail and let me say something else too those 81 yeah. people that were sent letters today all have to go yeah. get lawyers now i mean that is yeah. going to ruin some of these people I don't know about I know. you, but if somebody came to me and said, okay, now you got to have a million dollars' worth of legal right. fees, that right. would destroy a lot of us.
2: Well, well for example – And they don't well, care they who they're destroying.
4: Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, but they're going after it. They're going to destroy people, and, and they th- don't care. This fits their narrative. Right. And
2: now, now we don't know what's going on with Roger Stone because apparently Roger Stone – I'm sure you've read the report – Uh, He put something on social media, and it may have violated his order, which means jail with no bail. Did you hear about that?
4: I did hear about that. I did hear about that. Yeah, the judge has to review uh, it before they make the decision. Hmm.
2: Which, you know, I mean, they're going after (laughs) all these Trump allies and all these Trump uh, associates. I mean – you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know this for a fact. But if I was a betting man, well, I don't even want to say I would bet on something like this because I don't. I don't think I would. But um, I have a feeling, and, and I don't know this for sure. I, you know, I'm probably. Eh, I probably have a 50-50 feeling on this. But they would target Don Jr. next. They'd go after Don Jr. Um, because they've already gone after well, Manafort. They've gone after Flynn. They've gone after Cohen. They've gone after all these different people. Uh, next, I would think
5: Don Jr. Uh, J- um, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, just real briefly here. I like how Gowdy, specifically in that interview, talked about uh, when he was asked a question uh, about Trump going to jail, and uh, he was like, "Without a trial." I mean, this is this is what the Democrats want. They're not they're not really concerned uh, about judicial. Um, you know the judicial process. They they just want yeah. to throw people in jail. That well, I mean, which is I mean, which is pure tyranny. You know, pure tyranny right. is wishing for your opponent to not only you don't want to defeat your opponent in election. They want right. to put you know, right. their opponent in jail.
6: Yeah,
2: you're absolutely right. Um, it's insane. I mean, it really is insane, and it's at the point right now where it's getting dangerous. I mean, they're they're you know. For small crimes, they're banging down with SWAT teams Roger Stone's door. We saw what they did to Michael Flynn. We saw what they did to Paul Manafort. We saw what they're doing with all these people. They're treating these people with, with the raids worse than freaking murderers or rapists. I mean, this is absolutely insane. And it, you know, you know the people on the left eat this shit up on their networks. They watch it, and they're like, oh, yeah, here it comes, here it comes. Uh, No, it doesn't. I mean, they're they're so ill-informed and so lost, the the CNN viewers and all that stuff. And it makes me angry that, you know, journalism is the way it is. You can basically say uh, whatever whatever you want in a story, doesn't matter if it slanders people, doesn't matter who it hurts, doesn't matter who it, uh, you know, whose life it messes with. It's all about, you know, uh, getting the most ratings, getting the most reviews, Having people see your thing first, it's sad. It's sick. It really is sick. Um, I do do want to go to commercial. We will be right back, and we have a lot more to talk about.
0: Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at Skyraysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682.
2: All righty. We are back with the Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Don't, don't forget that we are listened to in 22 different countries, and we are available on over 60 platforms online, so you can find us all over the internet. I do want to welcome uh, a very special guest of ours, great man, very popular guy, ISIS escapee, Islam expert, activist, and best-selling author, IQ al Razui. How are you, buddy?
10: Very well. Thank you for having me.
2: Well, uh, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for, thank you for being here. Uh, what's going on? What's new?
10: Well, everything is new in America. Every single day they are starting something against uh, Donald Trump, and they're ignoring yep. the more important items happening in the world. I mean, to ignore the fact that it took infinitely more courage to walk away from a peace talk that was orchestrated and made into a circus, than to actually sit down and make a deal with the devil. The news media was concentrating on something much more stupid. It's amazing what's happening in America. It's really sickening. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I you know, I don't know really how to to describe it. Um, it's one of those things, Iq, that. You know, uh, total communism on the left and, and those me- the media stations have dominated uh, many parts of our culture, and people are too stupid to turn off CNN and MSNBC.
10: You're absolutely right. I mean, I've been saying it for, God knows, for the last two years. 49% of Americans are banned dead. Because realistically, with the behavior of the left at the moment, that they want open borders, they want no security for Americans, they yeah. care more about the lives of illegal immigrants than about the lives yep. of Americans unborn, are going to be born. I would have yeah. expected 80% of Americans would be up, out, outraged, but they're not. They're and meanwhile, not
2: meanwhile, meanwhile, the people that want this are the elites, the ones that have million-dollar mansions, the ones that uh, ah. have private yeah. planes, the ones that don't have yeah. to deal with everyday middle-class citizens and don't care quite frankly, what they want. that That's their mindset, these elites. It's all about power.
10: Correct. But si- it, where is the American is, average? Where is the average American? Where are the decent Americans? Why are they rising up? I don't get it. Honestly, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I, Sorry.
2: No, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, IQ, I, I think uh, I really want to, you know, get into um, a bunch of things with you. I have a bunch of things to ask, but Uh, Quickly, I want to get into this with everyone talking about this topic that uh, is very important, and it was going around today and in the last couple days, uh, the situation with Trump's national emergency. Apparently now, uh, and this is total betrayal, this is total slap in the face, the Republicans have enough votes to turn down Trump's national emergency. Um, And you know what? Trump, and, and even Lindsey Graham made a statement today. The people that are going against Trump are going to have hell to pay. They're going to have hell to pay because Lindsey Graham has apparently been in close contact with Trump. And let's say Trump's not a very happy guy right now, that there's backstabbers that are going against him in Washington. And this is perfectly a normal uh, crisis, Uh, and and it's a constitutional crisis. And Dr. Branch, you made a great point about how this is truly a constitutional crisis. On Facebook today, I happened to read – uh, I, I follow your posts. It's, it's all, they're always very articulate and brilliant. But please uh, give, give us your thoughts. You were, I know you were arguing with someone that didn't believe, uh, y- you know, that was that was the right thing to do. But you gave him a great answer.
10: Well, well, uh, any? Sorry, go on, go on. No, go ahead, sir. No, 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 no. Honestly, I thought it was addressed to myself. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry.
4: Well, on. Well, IQ, that,
2: first of all, yeah, great quick,
4: talking with you Dr. again, Branch, IQ. Thank you. Go, you. Thank, thank you. thank you. Before you
2: say, hey, Dr. Branch, before you say something, I want to mention this about the border. You know, they're saying it's not a crisis, right? But we have, according to the Washington Post, and this is a left-wing organization, there's going to be over 100,000 illegal immigrants coming into our country in just the month of March with the caravans and everything into place, uh, that's sickening. And take this into consideration. We have 55 immigrants transported to U.S. hospitals each day. Do you, do you know what that, the burden is on taxpayers for that, everybody? Everybody listening? It's absolutely sickening, and it should not be tolerable in our country. Because if we go to other, another country and try this crap, we would be shut down immediately. Uh, immediately. Go ahead, Dr. Branch.
4: Well, you know, going with the article that you're quoting with 100,000 just in the just in the month, they are yeah. saying that 5 million are on the way this year and that 43 million want to come in soon. And to me, that is that is a constitutional crisis. And yes, you know, we always have people on 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 Facebook, Twitter that argue And one person, uh, you know, he he came in today and he just said, listen, it's unconstitutional, the president's uh, uh, emergency power. But the reality is, no, it's not, because Congress, who has the power the purse string, as we know, yielded to the president the right to declare a state of emergency. So therefore, it is constitutional. You may not agree with it, but it is constitutional. And so to me to say that this is unconstitutional is, is extremely upsetting and when people like Lindsey Gra- not Lindsey Graham excuse me Rand Paul are are saying we want the wall built but I'm going to vote against the president to me that is that that's just not acceptable we need to get behind this president we need to get the yes. wall built you just you quoted yes. Tucker Carlson of you know the 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 amount of people with suicide, alcohol, mm-hmm. and drugs. Yep. Yeah, they don't the talk deaths about it. The are at screen. a record yeah, high.
6: Trump.
4: where it's all coming in from. I mean, look where the fentanyl and everything's coming in from. Yeah. We have to stop this. This is a yeah. crisis, and we need to yeah. start. This is an emergency, a national emergency. We need to step up, be with the president. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it, there, there's no two ways around it.
2: You're, you're absolutely right. And let, let me say this. Um, you know, this, this absolutely is a crisis because just yesterday, and this is one report uh, among millions, but just yesterday, there was somebody going through the port of entry, illegals from Mexico, going into the U.S. with $3 million worth of drugs. I mean, this, this is not okay. This is, you know, this is a constitutional crisis when you have people – that are flooding your borders and coming into your country illegally and killing people, raping people, you know, not all of them, I know that, but there's, I read every day about a new illegal alien committing a, either a rape crime or a murder crime or some sort of violence, and I'm not kidding. You, anybody will probably concur with me and agree with me uh, that's a conservative because they read the same thing I do. Um, and even people that actually want to know the truth will agree with me. But, um, but here's, here's the fact here, is that – there is so much opposition against this president in every single aspect you know even people from our own party but what bothers me a lot is that the democrats always stick together for the most part our party is so is divided especially with the people in the senate and in the house you have so many people that are going against the president and you know I would call a, a, a state of emergency, too, a, a national emergency. I think it's absolutely necessary because he, Trump knows people are going to go against him in, in his own party, and he has no choice. You know, this is a constitutional crisis. There's no going around it because, you know, he wants his agenda, and, he, and we need to put America first, and this is just uh, common sense. I mean – Think about all the people, innocent, that are getting killed, getting raped, uh, getting physically assaulted by illegal aliens on a daily basis in our country. It's a normal occurrence.
10: IQ, go ahead. Of course we agree. All of us are aware of the situation. The tragedy is when you have traitors... Speak up a a little bit, IQ.
2: I can't hear you.
10: Can you hear me now? Yeah, better. Hello? Ah. Yep. No, I was saying the tragedy is that when you have people in the Republican Party betraying the president, but they're not betraying the president, they're actually betraying America. They're betraying the American Constitution. They are betraying the American people, because open borders do not exist in any country on Earth except now with America. No other country on Earth allows open borders, none. Right, right.
2: Right, and let and let's face let's face the facts here, that the reason this is a constitutional crisis is is just is because of what I just mentioned earlier, uh, alone, and I think enough uh, is you know enough. I mean, if you think about this, I, w- I want to catch my breath real quick because I'm I'm on a roll right here. But um, if you really think about this in, in depth, the fact that there are illegals coming into our country. And nobody, nobody's stopping them, and it just keeps happening and hap- happening and happening. That is a constitutional crisis. I don't care what anyone says. And we all know people in Congress and the House are against our president. If they were more cooperative with our president and more you know, uh, friendly and, and weren't so against him, then maybe I would understand why people are making a big deal about him uh, you know, not taking this into his own hands. But there is so much hatred towards him that, uh, you know, two things. He probably knows that this was going to happen, that people were going to try to vote against it. And number two, um, you know, he, he knows the only way to get it done is, is to do this because of all the, all the rhetoric and all, all the tension between everyone.
5: Uh, Josh, go ahead. I come off on this at a, a, a much different place. Here's my, here's uh, no, my I know, I know, go ahead. As much as, I, yeah, as much as I want the wall built, I I really don't like the idea of a national emergency. Now, whether or not it's a constitutional um, reason for the wall to be built, a national emergency declared, under the law of the national emergency, sure, this is a law, that or this is something that Trump can do, but here's the problem. I don't think that the president being able to declare a national emergency is constitutional. The executive branch does not get to just strong on the judicial – well, Congress specifically, and ju- the judicial branch is absolutely going to strike this down at any point. I don't even believe with the Supreme Court that we have now that this would pass. I don't believe it's constitutional. Uh, I, 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 don't think, I don't think it was constitutional for Congress to have even passed this law that allowed a president to put in a national emergency. And honestly, I agree with Rand Paul in a lot of ways because Rand Paul says I, he, you know when Obama used his executive powers to do all kinds of terrible things for this country, unconstitutional things, he was abusing the uh, executive uh, orders. Executive orders were literally made – were intended to – if the president wanted to order new drapes for the White House. Stuff like that. I mean, that's what executive, the executive orders were meant for, and they've been twisted over time. And Obama was huge in using them. I believe that this is the same sort of deal. I can't sit here politically and push back uh, against Obama in, you know, 2010, and or, or during his whole eight years, and then not push back against Trump. I think, I, I think the idea but, of a national emergency period is unconstitutional.
8: But,
2: J- Josh, I want Dr. Branch to respond, but I want to clarify something with Josh for a second. Josh, are you against executive orders or are you just against national emergencies? Well,
5: first off, I'm against both. I don't think. I, I, well, well if what, if Josh, remember on the show yesterday, Josh, abuse. you approved
2: of the executive order for free speech, so you do like executive orders, obviously.
5: I like executive orders in specific instances, although at, when we're, if both sides are going to use them, obviously they should be – I mean, if Democrats are going to use them, I believe Republicans should also be using them. But the purpose of an executive order has been abused uh, since the beginning of this country.
2: Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think a lot of past presidents have really abused it in certain aspects. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, Dr. Branch, I'll let you respond. Go ahead.
4: Well, I I appreciate what Josh has to say. And on the surface, you know, I I do understand 100 percent. However, a a few things. Um, When you look at the – and it was law, okay? Now, understand it was law by Congress allowing for the emergency – National Emergency Act. I mean, that's law. And you have precedence now of every president since – that law was enacted of using this power, so to say it won't hold up in the courts i, I, I you know I, I I believe that it will, but I also want to point something out that that is being missed when President Trump ran as candidate Trump, he made it very clear to build the wall. very clear the people voted for President Trump. one of the reasons. To build the wall So therefore the people Not President Trump Voted to build the wall To have people like Rand Paul Stand up And has voted this down Remember we had The the Republicans had the House and Senate The first two years And they voted it down time and time again They would not fund it So to me that's going against The will of the people as well so the will of the people has to be considered here. And if you look at, again, what is law, and that is the National Emergency Act. The National Emergency Act, I believe, will hold up in court. Um, and the president has every right to use it. That was a law granted to the president. And every president since then have used it, so there's precedence on this. So to say that just because Trump did it it's not legal to me. That's, that's just not correct with all due respect. I'm, you know, but I understand your position, Josh.
2: Josh, I'll let you respond. Then I'll go to IQ.
5: Sure. I mean, well, to, re- to respond specifically to the will of the people part, I-, I will say there's a reason why we lost seats in the house of representatives. So, I, I mean, not, I mean, th- there was pushback first off against Republicans not doing things uh you know the way that they were supposed to but you know what happened was democrats got those seats so i mean then even less gets done so i the will of the people was you know pretty clear throughout the the nation that they weren't happy with what republican congressmen were doing obviously we gained seats in the senate um but i I mean the will of the people was pretty clear when it came to congressional elections uh obviously on the point of precedent I'm not as concerned as, you know, and obviously I didn't bring that up in my, in my rant a couple of seconds ago. I see what you're saying and I agree with you. I'm not concerned about the precedent because, listen, I mean, the way, the way it is is, first off, what, what Trump's doing with declaring this national emergency isn't hurting any precedent anyway. It's kind of a non issue, in my opinion. I, I, to me, it's whether or not a, the ability for Congress to pass the law that allows for a president to do this uh under the constitution is my biggest thing. I believe it's not. Um and that's you know, just kind of the way that I fall on it.
2: Um IQ, go ahead.
10: To tell you the truth, it's like um, what Josh is talking about with all your respect, like uh, splitting the hairs. I'm not con- here it's constitutional when Obama for eight years was abusing it, where were all these Republicans hiding? Under which slimy rock were they hiding? How is it possible for Obama to give back $150 billion to Iran, the worst enemy of America, and not be impeached? I mean, all these things were done under Obama. Nobody said anything. Nobody. The border wall, a national emergency. There is absolutely, in my mind, and I'm the outsider looking in, not a Republican, not a Democrat. You need the wall. It's that simple. It's not complicated. It is a national emergency. What is happening is the Trump derangement syndrome of the Democrats, plus what I honestly have no doubt about, the traitors within the Republican Party. This is not a matter of legality. This has nothing to do with legality. The same people who are allowing to murder children even after they are born are willing to have America flooded by illegal immigrants. Demographically, you are being destroyed, by the way. Hmm. America, Um... demographically, you are being destroyed. Why? Because you're allowing people who are illiterate, unproductive, to come and literally flood you and destroy you. So it is a national emergency. And it's not a place to have splitting hairs back to you.
2: Um, Very well said, IQ. Um, Mike Peters from New York. Um, What are your thoughts on all this about uh, this whole Uh, national emergency? Oh,
8: you got me at a little bit of a disadvantage. I was tied up at work, so I couldn't get in call in right away, but um, I heard bits and pieces and uh, a little bit about Congress and everything else, and I, I think we were more or less let Congress go, because as was mentioned earlier, a lot of the people weren't functioning, and we didn't want to spend the money. The party didn't want to waste the money, let the Democrats waste the money, and they wasted a lot, they spent a lot of money to be able to essentially buy Congress, but they didn't anything they tried for the Senate was wasted. And there were people that were retiring from Congress, so we understand that. But uh, he's right. The other gentleman was right. Where were they when Obama was doing it? Um, I think that no matter what Trump does, as we all know, it's going to be criticized. I think he's within his rights of claiming that uh, and saying that it's a national emergency. I see no problem with it and reassigning the money and taking the money from the Department of Defense and using it where it's needed the most, which right now is uh, with that border wall. And so I I see no problem with it. But, of course, anything he does is going to be criticized and looked down on.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Rory, real quick. It's one of those. Yeah, go ahead, Josh.
5: You know, here is the situation that we have on top of this, too, and to push back on some of my own comments and all reality the, the biggest yep. problem with the people that are either pro-national emergency or um, against it, the, the reality of the situation is that Republicans right now and in the past have only, only cared about the Constitution when it suited them. When Obama yep. was doing all kinds of executive orders, I mean he even made a national emergency to um, help the Dreamers out. Where were the Republicans <laughs> then? I believe they might have even had Congress then. So this all is – even, even, though, even though I am for the constitutionality, and I'm not backing down from those comments, but the, the situation – the reality is Republicans have been extremely poor on actually doing things about constitutional abuse in the past. So it, it does seem a bit hypocritical of them all of a sudden to stand up now for a, a situation that really does matter.
2: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I want to let Dr. Branch respond to that. Go ahead.
4: I really appreciate Josh and for the, the, the our guest in that. The, the conservatives and the Republicans, we always like to be on the side of the Constitution because I'm a constitutionalist. So we like to be on that side. And, you know, it, I'd be the first one to say that this, state of emergency would be unconstitutional if it wasn't for you know, the first branch of the government yielding to the second branch, this power. Now, but what we have always done in the Republican Party, and and I heard somebody say this today about Rand Paul, every time Rand Paul takes a stand on his uh, beliefs, that the liberals win. And to me, if I look at, for instance, the rules, In the Senate, the rules in the Senate with the Obama administration went to a simple majority. However, as soon as Mitch McConnell got in, we went back to 60 votes. And to me, that's Republicans standing on their principles, which is great. However, historically, it's always came back at us. And to me, I really feel that if I'm going to stand on the constitutionality of this, it is constitutional. Now, you, I, agree with, I agree with Josh. Maybe he shouldn't have this power, but that's not, the, that's not in the middle of a national emergency. You decide that. You go and you change the law afterwards. And to me, that's what needs to be done, you know, if, if Josh is, you know, correct to do that. But to me, we have to stand on the rule of law. And the rule of law is precedent. Trump needs to build that wall. We want that wall built. Uh, And why? You just heard Carl Tuckerson today, you know, release the findings that suicides, drug, and alcohol deaths are at an all-time record high. Where are they coming in at? They're coming in from the southern border. The children that are being given contraceptions, the girls, because they know darn well that these little girls will be raped on their way to the United States. That has to stop. We have to stop this. This is a crisis. You know, and like IQ said, when you start bringing people in that are against your country, philosophically, they're against yeah. our country with the socialism and communism, and we're just allowing them to come in, that's the reason why. You know, from the yeah. Sudan we got an Omar now in Congress.
6: Right. At the yeah. anti Semitic Omar.
4: And, and you got people that voted for her.
6: Right.
2: And it just goes to show it just goes to show, Dr. Branch, that this is all politics. This is all part of the game with the left. You know, they're they're taking on situations that are so radical and so out of this world insane. That, uh, you know, uh, some people can't most people – I mean, I would say majority can't even fathom some of the, the – how far left these people have gone and how there's no moderate left in the Democratic Party. I mean, that, the Joe Liebermans, the the JF – well, JFK was more of a conservative Democrat, but, like, the Joe Liebermans, the Ted Kennedys, those, those kind of days are gone. I mean, those aren't really, uh, you know <laughs> – It's interesting. I've got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in about a minute, and we will talk more, everybody. Stay with us.
12: Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
2: And we are back, coast to coast, worldwide, everybody, we are listened to in 22 different countries, and remember, we are available on over 60 online platforms, you can find us all over the internet. I do want to welcome our next guest, uh, very good friend of the show, very smart guy. Uh, economist, entrepreneur, speaker, writer for townhall.com, Newsmax, LiveZet, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Bussler. How are you?
9: I'm well, Rory. How are you? It's my pleasure to be here.
2: Well, it's great to have you here, sir. Um, Always love having you. Um, You probably were listening about the national emergency. What are your thoughts? I want to get your input on this.
9: Yeah, I I just caught the... uh, the end of it uh, there and I'm uh, I'm assuming that you were talking about uh, Trump declaring a national emergency bo- uh, the with the regards wall, to the yeah, border and crisis some of the
2: Republicans have enough votes to block it we were talking about that
9: situation yeah yeah so um it it looks like they do have enough votes to uh well it it looks like the uh it, right they have en- enough votes to block it now Trump will veto it uh, and the, yep. I doubt the veto will get overridden. Uh, so right. uh, he, uh, then, then of course you still have to deal with uh, some of the issues in the the courts yet. Um, so it's it, you know it's really a very tricky question. Um, I think by by uh, any objective look at what's happening at the border, it clearly is uh, an emergency, uh, and for all the reasons everybody says, it clearly is an emergency. Um, the proper way to handle this would have been for uh, Congress to uh, appropriate the a proper amount of funding to uh, secure the border, which, uh, as all the guests have said, is uh, really what the majority of the people want. Now, unfortunately, right. Congress didn't do that. Uh, so the president uh, you know, grabbed the money that he did. I think they gave him uh, $1.3 billion, and he grabbed a little bit of here and a little bit there. Um, and, then, and, he, uh, and, he, and he took some out enough. of uh,
2: California's fund. M- remember yeah. that. He took about $3 billion from California.
9: So it's still not going to be enough. So uh, he declares a national emergency. Um, certainly uh, it appears to me that uh, he has a right to do that, and there are a number of uh, precedents where other uh, presidents have declared national emergencies for uh, similar kind of things. Um, what – bothers the real um uh libertarians maybe uh, is that uh, it it appears that um the president is uh sort of skirting congress the the way things are set up congress is so is supposed to appropriate funds to do things and it looks like that uh president trump is going against the will of congress and for some people like Rand paul for instance um, just on a principle standpoint, uh, he wouldn't be able to support that. And, uh, indeed, um, he isn't going to. Um, I think the bottom line is the wall is being built. The wall will get built. Um, and one way or another, um, I think Trump will come up with a, a way to get the ball, wall completely built. Yeah, well said,
2: well said. I wanna, um, I want to welcome... Uh, our next big guest that is that is great, and I want him to respond as well, uh, popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, and freedom fighter. Will Johnson, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely, Will, and I'm sure you just had a show just a little while ago. Uh, we're, we're talking about right now the national emergency and uh, the situation how the Republicans basically have enough votes to block it. I know you talked about it on your previous show. What are your thoughts?
6: Um,
3: I think that um, first of all, I'm happy that President Trump is putting his foot down with an executive order to get this done. He shouldn't have to do it to protect the American people. That's the sad part about it. He shouldn't have to fight other people in this country to protect the American people.
6: And for
3: for him to have to do this executive order, he he's in he, he has no choice because. Right. The, the 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 Democrats, they're willing to allow people that are undocumented, illegal, yeah. to come in and kill American citizens, and he's trying to put an end to it. But you have the left that's encouraging illegals to come and harm people.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Will. And Will, you're you're one of the big active activists right now, one of the most popular. You're everywhere online. You're you're all over. You're in Washington D.C. You're at the border. You know you're doing a lot of activist stuff. Um, tell us, tell us what's new. What's going on? What are you working on right now?
3: Well, actually, I'm uh, I'm contemplating about doing a uh, Berkeley, a mega hat Berkeley Uh-oh. event. <laughs> and, uh oh. And actually, I just got I just got my new shirt in, and on the front of my shirt it says Mega Country. And I'm gonna wear it with my mega hat, and I'm gonna and I'm going to Berkeley, and myself with other black people, showing their support for the President Trump, and to show that just because the liberal media is lying, saying that President Trump is racist, there's those of us out here that don't believe it and know it's not true. So I'm I'm right. so I'm really I'm working on doing something like that. I, I'm I'm kind of debating if I want to keep it low key. Or if I just want to put an event out there and kind of let it blow up because as soon as they hear about it, the crazies are going to come out and they're going to, you know, the police department will probably try to shut it down because they don't want, you know, I can understand. They don't want to have to deal with all the nonsense. And so for that part, I understand. But I think I, I'm still going to do it regardless. And I'm not going to get a permit because I'm not trying to have like a, an actual rally or events with speakers and microphones and all of that. So I'm just going to show up and show my support and go live with my mega hat on. <laughs>
2: I love it. And hey, maybe I'll join you, man. I'm not too far away, man. It's only about I'm in Arizona. It's about a, I think it's probably a 9-hour drive up to the northern California.
3: Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? I think once I do it, it might it, it might end up being uh, larger than I anticipate. Because we need, you know what? We need to stand up and I'm not saying we need to stand up and get violent with these people because I don't want the violence. Right. I don't want to do any fighting. I just want to be able yeah. to have my freedom in America to stand in on the American street, supporting the sitting president of the United States, and yeah. and show that without being attacked, without someone trying right. to, to be violent towards me. So right, that's that's you know that's my that's my ultimate my my goal is to to show that. There are people like myself out here that support President Trump regardless of what
2: they say. And, and Will, you know, you're a guy uh, for the longest time. You know, you've been, you know, for for at least uh, for the last, like, three years, you've been fighting constantly for free speech on, especially on college campuses and in various places where events are held. I'm sure you're very happy and relieved that Trump is signing an executive order that basically covers uh, protecting free speech? Will?
3: We lose Will? Can you hear me? Yeah, did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, What I was saying is I I wish President Trump would do the same thing with these tech companies, you know, Do you always have the Democrats that are going out of their way?
2: Let's face it. Facebook, Twitter, uh, all these social media companies are in bed with so many (laughs) left-wing organizations, and they will censor you for their own convenience because they don't want people to know the truth. Go ahead, though, Will.
3: Yeah, I mean, so if, you know, I really would like if he did it with the tech companies, but then, you know, the left, they would be saying he's trying to tell businesses how to run their business and et cetera, et cetera. But it's okay for them to shut down our freedom of speech because these tech companies don't believe they have to adhere to the Constitution when it comes to our benefit. The only time they want it the only time they want the Constitution to uh apply is when it's to their uh agenda or to their benefit yeah, no you're absolutely right and also and um. And also, did you? Sorry. And also, did you see? Did you see the Veritas video where they're talking about the whole D boost with Facebook? So basically, any any conservative that does a live video on Facebook, right. they put a program on their pages, their accounts, so anytime they go live, that they don't get the following or get the notification sent out like they should. So for example, like on my Facebook, I have over a hundred thousand subscribers. I call them subscribers. I don't call them followers because the only people that I want you to follow is Christ. You know, I call them subscribers. Amen. Anyway, God bless you. I have, I have, I have over a hundred thousand people subscribed to my Facebook page, and Facebook won't even allow one percent to get a notification. I'm not even asking wow. for a lot; just one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you're
2: absolutely right, Will, and I'll tell you, the censoring is becoming a big issue because that's not part of the platform. That's not part of what signing up for these uh, different social media accounts entails. You know, we're allowed, as long as it's not threatening anybody's life or threatening anybody with harm, you know, you have to protect free speech. I mean, that's a given. And for the people that have been kicked off some of these networks, it's for the most pettiest and, like, smallest bullshit you can think of. And it's disgraceful mm-hmm. because it, it. And these companies, these CEOs, pick and choose. Like, let for instance, Laura Loomer. They've messed with Candace Owens. They've messed with Stephen Crowder. They've messed with uh, you. They've messed with Ben Berkwalt. They've messed with so many conservative activists, people that are involved with the Trump with the Trump team and trying to get more people on the conservative bandwagon. It's it's like communism with the with these sites. It's it's like. They're controlling what you read, you know, what you see. It's scary because if it ever gets to that full sort of level where we can't read any more conservative articles or outlets, uh, oh, God, I can't even imagine.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so who, whose choice should it be for, for anyone to listen to the Rory Show? Whose choice should that be? Should it be up to the yeah, tech exactly. companies or should it be up to the individual that wants to listen right. to you or not listen to you. You know, that's yes. my biggest issue. I mean, I'm not, I am not—I don't force anyone to, to, to tune into my broadcast. It's entirely up to the individual if they want to hear anything I have to say. But for some reason, right. I get trolls. They like to tune in.
5: You're absolutely right.
3: Um, Josh, go ahead.
5: You know, let's be honest here. The biggest problem with uh, the censorship on Facebook, I mean, Will, Here's the deal: You've been shadow banned, basically, and that's the biggest problem with that. Is first off, they're not they're not telling you that they're censoring any of your content or not allowing people to see that, and they're also not telling the people that are following you that you're that they're not allowed to see any of your content. But on top of that, they're also not being open and honest that they are doing they are doing this to specifically conservatives or, I mean, or anybody really it's Facebook sits back and acts like they allow free speech and allow people to express themselves. Uh, but the reality of it is they only allow platforms that they agree with. And if you are, if you start to gain any sort of following, um, on a, a lot of these social media platforms, but specifically Facebook, YouTube also, uh, you know, they will they will shadow ban you or just straight up ban you, not because of anything you said that was hurtful towards anyone, that was uh, threatening, that was uh, you know uh, that was offensive in 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 a like a libel, a slander type of way. No, they just don't like what you have to say, so they're going to remove you off of it. And it, I mean something about this needs to change. If Facebook wants to position themselves as hey we're going to be biased and they'll come out and say that, that's fine. But if they continue not to, they need to change their business practices.
2: And here's another scary thing, and Will, uh, Will, I want you to respond to this, but here's another scary part, is that PayPal now, uh, the CEO admitted they have been uh, preventing conservative activists that are very popular online that are doing their thing to receive payments or donations on the thing. But left-wing, oh, they're all for it. I'm
3: sure you heard about that, Will. No, I didn't. So
9: PayPal, oh, so yeah.
3: PayPal admitted to blocking conservatives The CEO The CEO donations. admitted that they have blacklisted the CEO. certain conservatives from getting paid. That's crazy.
2: Yep, there was is a big article in Breitbart about two days ago.
3: I mean, should, that sounds like that should be a lawsuit. Because I can understand if someone did something, in they, you know. They broke the law or they did some money laundering or, yep. you know, if they did something that's completely like, you know, took someone's life, but because right. they're they're stopping you from making a living, yeah. they're stopping you from the achieving right. the American dream, right. they're stopping you from right. bu- buying bread and milk for your family because of right. your views. That sounds like sure. a
8: lawsuit. Yeah, go, yeah but go, go, the problem is that they know we don't have the money. They know we don't have the money to fight them, and that's how they get away with it.
3: Go ahead, Mike. Well, they, I, they know we don't have the money, but, but we do have the money. The problem is you have a lot of these uh, GOP, these Republicans, that's sitting on their butts and they're spineless, and they don't do anything when this happens. They should be bringing, they should be bringing the, uh, the CEO of PayPal to Congress. You need to address this. Why are you doing this? We need to break you up. We, we
8: see them. We, I'm, I'm up here in New York, and we see them. The liberals are out of control. The Democrats, liberals, progressives, social, whatever you want to call them. They're out of control. They are passing more laws. now they just passed another law about gun safety in New York. I, I forget now. I've lost track. If it's five or six different gun laws, they've already passed now that they've taken over. This year, they're already, what, a couple months into the year? And but the thing is, they know that we don't have the money. We don't have the attorneys to be able to take them on with every single one of these things and start dragging them into circuit courts and taking them on for constitutional rights. And we we don't. And it's going to. T- and they know it'll take years. So they're throwing everything at the wall that they can right now to see what sticks and if they get away with it. Oops. Oh, I guess okay. The court ruled that's wrong. Let's rewrite it and we'll submit it again. And if we get ten years out of something- it, good for us.
2: You want to hear something yep. more? You want to hear something really evil? Uh, Facebook has started their own cryptocurrency. Everybody knows what that means. Government control, ruining the crypto industry. Facebook has all the money in the world to completely take over, and it's going to be monitored like a bitch by the federal go- by all the government. Everything you can name of. Uh, Dr. Bustler, I want your thoughts. Go ahead. Then I'm going to Dr. Branch and then IQ.
9: Yeah this whole uh, issue with uh censorship uh is you know is really very bothersome. Uh the the idea the uh the social media is not regulated like the uh print is um and as a result of that uh, they get away with doing some of the things they do. I look I have a Facebook page too. Um and I used to get uh uh when I put up a column I used to get thousands of views uh now for some reason the last year or so uh it's been cut down significantly so i know they're probably censoring some of the stuff i do too um it it really is uh uh something that uh has to be dealt with uh and eventually i'm i'm assuming congress will finally uh deal with it i mean look the the government's had some pretty uh negative positions against conservatives you remember the irs and lois lerner and how she was targeting conservative groups back then she got away with the whole thing nothing really happened to her um but uh look these kind of things happen to conservatives it's it's, uh, it's really kind of tough to be able to voice your views as a conservative without facing at least some kind of uh, difficulties
2: yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, let, let's go to um, IQ. What are your thoughts?
10: My thoughts are, as usual, short and sharp. You already have a <laughs> problem in Congress that everybody is avoiding uh, to mention. So I would like to ask all your guests here. You have two Muslim women who are creating havoc in Congress. Nobody among 338 million Americans asked a simple question. How could two Muslim women, Sharia compliant, swear allegiance to the American Constitution on the Quran, which is the nemesis of the American Constitution, and get away with it? That I cannot believe. But it's happening. So Sharia is Mm -hmm. coming to America through Congress, and you are allowing it. This is not racism. (sighs) Any member of Congress who has literally just read a few pages of the Qur'an should have asked them two verses of the Qur'an, what they think of them, and how can they explain them away. And nobody in the whole United States Congress ever asked these women the questions. Uh, Right. I mean, it's simple, for example, Al-Ma'idah chapter 5, verse 46. All they had to ask, what does it mean? According to you as Muslims, what does it mean? Al-Imran 3110, what does it mean? These are part and parcel of Islam. And yes. anyone in Congress should have asked them these simple questions. Al-Baqarah right. 2, 2, 2.16, jihad, holy fighting in Allah's cause is ordained for you Muslims. It's not negotiable. Right. It's in English, translated right. from the Arabic language. And yes. Linda Sarsour, she's not in Congress, she went against Trump in 2016 and 17 to say we are Sharia compliant. Well, if she is Sharia compliant, she shouldn't be in United States of America in the first place. I want to ask all your guests what they think.
2: You're, think. you're absolutely right. I want everybody to give their thoughts on that. Um, I do want to go to Dr. Branch first, though, because he didn't give his thoughts on the whole censorship thing we were talking about. And, Dr. Branch, you're very familiar in this field because, you know, you deal with this sort of thing uh, on a regular basis, you know, especially people you know as well. And you were a candidate for office. And, you know, this, this is obviously a big thing, you know, censoring free speech.
4: It, it, well, first of all, sorry for dropping off here. You guys started talking about censorship and somebody uh, on my fully charged phone, T-Mobile, just decided to drop me. <laughs> so, But hmm. I am back, <laughs> I, I, and I'm still with T-Mobile. But I, I wanted to say something, though, regarding that CEO of, uh, of PayPal. PayPal is a bank. Bank is federally regulated. If you find that you have been uh uh basically uh you know unfair practices that's something your state attorney general you don't have to even get a lawyer you could go to your state attorney generals and your state attorney general could go after that because that's under federal banking so you know instead of uh we don't have power and we don't have uh the lawyer or the finances actually that is that's a federal offense they are a bank so if you're not yeah. getting paid because you are a, um, a conservative, that's a federal. So your state attorney general should get involved in that. So Wes, yeah. I, I'd, I'd tell you to go to your federal, uh, to go to your state attorney general and have them file a complaint. So let them let them slug it out. So, but it is it's, it's happening all the time. We 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 see this all the time. Conservatives get. Um, you know uh it, it will get attacked. Now, something else I want to bring up to West is I want you hopefully you'll go to Berkeley and hopefully you'll do it big league. Uh b- because we see it we just seen it and Rory Rory can attest this, a school here in Phoenix recently yep. just said anything that has to do with Trump. No Megan here. Parapleg- any
2: protesting. Perry, Perry was it That's Perry right. Hill High School in Gilbert?
4: That's exactly right. Exactly right. Anything that has to do with Trump, you can't wear it, you can't wave it, you can't be for it, and the school is shutting it down. And we're protesting it. So,
6: uh,
4: and and if it happened started in California, but it's happening all over the United States now. So we got to step up. So I hope you do, Wes. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, absolutely. We, it. Will, it's, Will, it's here in Arizona, buddy. I mean, there's a high school in Gilbert, Arizona, which is a suburb. It's about 20, 30 minutes from Phoenix. But anyways, uh, the principal there were, for, were uh, basically banning anybody wearing Trump gear, and kids showed up in Trump gear, and they got punished.
4: Suspended for wearing anything that has to do with the United States
3: president. Uh, well, only Donald Trump. One thing you said that you could go to your your state uh, attorney general if, for example, if you know PayPal is forbidding you from doing business because they're federally regulated. What if you go to attorney general like the one in California? Because I'm I would be sol in that case.
4: Well, but PayPal is global, so PayPal is in your state. And if they are, if you find that any way that they have infringed on you, you have standing in your state uh, because of the uh, interstate commerce laws. So your standing yeah, would guess, be in your state.
3: I guess my point is but, that if the Attorney General here is a total leftist. <laughs> <That's true.
6: laughs> well, that way you <laughs> could
4: go out to your 100,000 followers and try to get anybody that's been harmed by this to do a class action suit.
8: I've i got an argument going on with eBay right now where I'm being forced to use PayPal if I want to sell on eBay. And I told them, I listed on my, a couple of things I listed, and they were high dollar items. And I said, I have my own merchant services account to my restaurant. Why should I pay PayPal when I have a lower percentage and I'll just deal with the credit card payment myself? And they said, no, you're yeah. absolutely forced to use PayPal. And we've gone back and forth. And now I, I was just told that eBay, since they sold PayPal, eBay is developing their own version of PayPal just for eBay now to compete with it. And now they're going to force yeah. PayPal out and handle the money themselves. So it's, it's, you're dealing with a scam, and, but again, who has the money to be able to take them to court and really fight them? Unless you use commerce trade or use the federal government to come on their behalf. But for people to go through it and everything, they know that the chances are they're going to get away with it, and they do. They can make up these old, their own rules. I mean, i collected guys. I collected World War II German and Japanese since I was seven years old. I'm in my 60s. I've got a lot of Nazi memorabilia, but I'm a historian, not a neo-Nazi. We study a lot of us study World War II to get a better an idea of the the of the nightmare, the horror that those criminals created. But eBay, on its own decided that, no, you can't sell Nazi stuff. Back in 2001, we fought with them, and they said, no, you can't even display it, and you can't. But you know what I I think of? The quote from Reverend Martin Niemöller. Do you remember that quote from that reverend, from that priest after World War II? They came for the Jews, but I wasn't Jewish, so it didn't matter. They came for the union members, but I wasn't a member of the union, so I didn't pay attention. Then they came for me, but there was no left to speak out. People don't pay attention until it affects them. They've been doing exactly. these, the censorship are nonstop, but nobody says anything. Well, I don't collect World War II stuff, so what do I care? But little by exactly. little, guns. I don't have. I, I got my father's shotgun. What do I care what gun laws they pass? I'll leave it in my closet. I'm safe. People don't care right. until hey, it comes Roy, to the dinner table.
3: Yep. Hey, Roy. This is Will Johnson. Hey, I want to you thank you for having me on. I got to drop off. Okay.
2: God bless you, Will. Tell everybody where they can find you.
3: Uh, you can find me at com. I'd love to talk to all sure. of you gentlemen I don't know if there are any ladies on here But I'd like to talk to all of you gentlemen Off off the line, off air at some point too So God bless you and thank you for having me again, Roy God bless you, Well, We'll have you back
2: soon, you're a good friend of the show Take care, cheers Take care, bye As You, as, well, you do got to go to a quick commercial uh, We'll be right back though
1: Hello everybody,
2: this is Rory Sauter from the Rory Sauter Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. All right. We are back. We got a lot to get into. Um, you know, this is, this is really interesting. Uh, two things though. I um, your thoughts on Osama bin Laden's, I mean, you're an Islam expert, you know, you're from Iraq, you know, all about this culture. Uh, Osama bin Laden's son has a big rant, uh, wanted poster and ransom amount, uh, for his, uh, for his uh, catching. What are your thoughts?
10: Osama bin Laden's son is actually irrelevant. What But most Americans and most Europeans in the elite, I'm talking about your leaders, haven't grasped, but Donald Trump has grasped. Every single Muslim is an ISIS member. This is not generalization. This is a fact of life. They have to obey the Quran. Just as, as I said a few minutes ago, you have two Muslim women who swore allegiance to the American Constitution of the Qur'an. And the Qur'an is the nemesis of everything which is America stands for. The Qur'an is the nemesis of every human being who is not a Muslim. This is not anti-Jewish. It's not anti-Christian only. It's not anti-Buddhist. It's not anti-Hindu. Uh, it's anti-every human being who is not a Muslim. So we are discussing 80% of humanity who are infidels or called kuffar. That's a denigration, of course. We are inferior to Muslims. So when you speak about, when people speak about ISIS uh, and al-Shabaab and Boko Haram as if they are uh, minority, huge, huge mistakes. They are the tip of the spear. They are the war jihadis. The ones who keep them alive are the so-called the silent majority Muslims, the so-called Peace for Muslims, which in fact, they are the ones who are civilization, uh, jihad, Mm -hmm. cultural jihad, like Linda Sarsour, like uh, (laughs) Ilham Omar, like Rashida Tlaib. But Americans are not waking up to this fact. This is the tragedy. You're going to follow in the footsteps of the Europeans. Look what's happening in France. Look what's happening in Belgium. Look what's happening in America, in England. They are being destroyed from within. Yeah.
2: Um, I want to, you know, I want to really, you know, ask you about a big headline going on right now, and I think everybody will want to respond to this. Um, The fact that this Muslim bride, well, no, she's not Muslim, but she's an ISIS bride that left America, um, went over there. Obviously, her husband got uh, annihilated and slashed uh, dead. But uh, you know, she um, does it, She wants to return to the U.S. Fi- her family's filing lawsuits because the Trump administration said she's no longer a citizen. She doesn't belong here. She made her choice, which I agree. She made her bed. She has to lie in it now. Dumb bitch. Excuse my language. But uh, IQ, what are your thoughts?
10: Well, of course she's a traitor, for God's sake. You know, when, you see, in America, everybody goes to court. But, in fact, only the indecent ones go to court. The decent ones, they don't go to court, unfortunately. You were discussing PayPal. They were discussing other things. You need a class action. You need a class action which will go after them, not for a million dollars or $500 million, for billions of dollars because you can afford it. It can be done. This woman is a traitor. She shouldn't be allowed, and if she is allowed to come to the United States of she should be put on trial and checked if she incited while she was out, out of America. Because some of them were inciting in on, on YouTube, on other uh, platforms, to incite more women to join them and to betray their countries. Then you put her on trial, and if she's found guilty of treason, you know what the law is. Apply it. Nothing is difficult. Believe me, nothing is difficult. It's all there. It's black or white. There's no gray area in this case. None. Back to you.
3: Uh,
2: Dr. Butler. go ahead. I want your thoughts. Yeah, you know,
1: this is is kind of an interesting case. Um, She uh, left the U.S.,
6: Uh It's my understanding she renounced her citizenship, burned her passport. Um,
9: I believe she married a number of
6: different men,
9: um, some of which I I think were killed. Here she had a baby with one.
2: Uh, Doctor Butler, you're cutting out a little bit.
9: How's that? Is that a little better?
2: Way better, yeah. Uh.
9: All right. So um, she she now says, "Look, I'm still a, a U.S. citizen, and as uh, because of that, I have rights of U.S. citizenship." Now, of course, that's a, a an issue for the courts, I guess, to decide. Um, but it, even if she wins and she can come back here, uh, as Iq said, she will be tried for treason. Essentially, they'll put um, her away for a so- long time. Yeah, so um, the only reason somebody would do that, uh, say, let me uh, come back to the U.S. and I know I'm going to go to jail, is to see if she, what she has now has to be so bad that living in jail in the U.S. is a better option for her. So she must be in some pretty bad conditions uh, over there. And I guess she's a mother, and you know, mothers instinctively want their, their children to uh, get the best life that they can. And I guess she figures if she comes back to the U.S., at least she'll go to jail, but at least uh, the child will have a, a, a life. Um, the, the judge in the case, uh, she asked to fast-track this, and the judge said no to that. But he did make a few comments that uh, sounded like he thought she might have a case um, that she is a citizen and she, she can come back in spite of uh, the Trump administration's views. Yeah,
2: well said, well said. I want to go to Dr. Branch and Josh.
4: Yeah, first of all, good good talking to you again, Dr. Bustler. I'm glad that you're yes, on again. Yes, thank you.
9: Cool. Nice talking to you, too.
4: Good talking with you as well. Now, see, I view this, I, I have friends that have been diplomats, and we have a law in this country that if you're a foreign diplomat and you're over here on diplomatic uh, privileges, if you have a child born here, even though, You have a birth certificate it does not make you a citizen Um, and the argument is a month later or two months after the individual was a diplomat uh, the child was born however the law clearly states that it is up to the United States government to change the status not the individual so the father can't say well I'm no longer a diplomat my child is born the United States government has to so whether or not she is a citizen is still up in the air Uh, because if she's not a citizen, she's not one thing that really perks my ears up. And I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, IQ will agree with this. Her statement is clear. She wants to tell everybody about, you know, how, you know, her life. And to me, that is uh, just like the, the woman out in San Bernardino, the terrorist out there, she came here to pollute uh, the minds of individuals, so has this lady been trained? Is that what her function now is because I do not buy the, you know Dr. bustler you know we, we we all would like to think well she's just a mother and that she wants the best for her child but I don't look at it that way. I think that if uh, if Donald Trump did not beat the crap out of Isis uh, by right. allowing the and the, let's the, remind the everyone it's
2: 99 percent gone. So we only have that one. It's 99% gone.
4: Yeah. But see, under under Obama, that was one of the biggest uh, that organization was growing. If they were still growing, this woman would not be coming back to the United States. Hmm. And to me, is it uh, a case where she wants to come back to the United States to pollute the minds of individuals? And to me, I don't think that we should allow it. I think that. Uh, we, you know, I, I stand with uh, Barr when Barr said she is not a uh, – excuse me, our Secretary of State, rather, I apologize, said okay, she is yeah. not a, a citizen. That's correct. And Donald Trump said he, she is not a citizen. Well, let the courts figure that out. But to me, she should not come back here. She's an enemy mm-hmm. of the state, and she should yes. never have a voice. If you're going to put her anywhere, right. throw her in the lowest crevices of Guantanamo Bay. That's the way it yes. is. I don't, I don't think that she should be allowed to speak a word in, in English here on our soil. Well, well,
2: well said. Well, very well said, and you make a great point. And I, and I want to say, I, agree, I think you're absolutely right when you brought up the fact, is she coming back to a spew more of her hateful bullshit to have other people believe it and the, all, the, all the just constant uh, violence of, of what ISIS is, is led by? Yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, she's, oh, I think if she comes back, once she has that mindset, once she has that re, you know, sort of reality in her brain from you know, living over there and being around these people, I don't think it changes. You know, Obviously, the only reason she's trying to come back is because she has no other choice unless she wants to live in poverty. I mean, her, you know, her ISIS br- uh, husband is dead. Uh, she's pretty much, I mean, as far as I know – Uh, She's eating out of the trash. She's not living the the wealth that she once lived, uh, which is why she wants to come back. And now they're suing? This is ridiculous. Josh,
5: go ahead. You know, I think Dr. Branch had a fantastic point in stating that if ISIS would have been doing as well as they were when she made this decision, she would not be asking to come back. Uh, You know, with ISIS being uh, extremely – uh depleted from where they once were now this raises questions in her mind of okay what does she want her future to be uh you know as as iq and dr bustler said the courts are going to end up deciding this me personally i don't think she should be allowed to come back and obviously if she Mm. if she is allowed to come back she will be charged for treason if she's not it would be a, a travesty
2: yeah yeah well yeah you're right you're absolutely right you make a good point um uh, Dr. Buster, you can respond.
9: Yeah, you know, uh, Dr. Branch uh, brings up a very good point. I was ready to give her the benefit of the doubt. And having her been over there and uh, training with ISIS for the, what, four years she was there, um, you know, she may turn out uh, not to be such a good person and somebody uh, that we clearly have to watch out for. So um, I'm not sure how the citizenship issue will get resolved. Um, but, um, you know, even if she is declared a citizen and she comes here, um, you know, I would agree that, uh, she has, tre- she's committed treason and she's going to have to pay for that. Yeah.
2: V- very well said. Very well said. Um, I want to go to a quick 20 second commercial. We got to come back and talk about the rest of the stuff. We got a lot to talk about. Hello everybody. This is Rory Sauter from the Rory Sauter show. Um Dr. Bustler, I uh want to bring a few things up which I think is very important right now. Um there's a report out today that the Federal Elections Commission has a complaint and a very strong possibility of a violation that our favorite dumb liberal left-wing communism individual AOC Cortez uh her aide hid 1 million dollars. What, what what are your thoughts on this?
8: Well,
9: uh th- it was uh, 887,000 dollars uh worth of payments that came from uh people that uh donated money to her campaign uh and the money ended up um, uh somehow uh in the account of uh her boyfriend. Um and the Boyfriend is listed as a consultant, I think, to her campaign <laughs> at $80,000 a year. And somehow oh, there's a whole oh. lot of money that ended up where it ended where it ended up. Um, I, you know, I I, uh, I hate to start saying it's uh, people are breaking laws and, you know, pointing fingers and saying going to jail. Um, I, I You could give her the benefit of the doubt that it was an honest mistake <laughs> from somebody who was just running Uh, or it could be something more. I mean, uh, I think it should at least be investigated. Uh, It is a large sum of money. Um, So let's investigate. And if there was anything wrong, let's uh, take appropriate action.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really is too early, in my opinion, for me. I mean, I know she's guilty on many things. I know she's very corrupt. And her whole philosophy of socialism, it's do as I say, but not as I do. Uh the most hypocritical thing you can you know live by and you know, just the way she carries herself. It's just yeah. like Bernie, where he has all these houses and all these fancy cars and he wants to preach socialism to everybody and make our country uh, a misery. Um, Doctor Branch, I know you are a big fan of AOC. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> a big fan of hers, okay. <laughs> So I'm just kidding. A, 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 I know that. I know that. that, that and don't that, forget, that, everybody, that don't great.
2: forget, this woman wants the Green New Deal so bad, but she took $29,000 worth of Uber and rideshare rides with gas guzzlers in only like a two-month time frame. <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a hypocrite. You know, people like that, well, you know, it's just disgusting. Go ahead, Dr. Branch. Though.
4: Well, as, you know, as a candidate, you have to sign off on every report that comes yeah. in. You are, even though you have a, a treasurer and a finance yeah. person, you have to sign off. So a candidate can't just say I didn't know. She had to physically sign every doc, every report that went to the federal election, every single yes. one. So to say yes. that, well, it went here and went here. She had the sign off on it. It's you know that's all I want to say on that. Now, what I think was funny because you brought up Bernie Sanders and his houses. Bernie, Bernie,
1: Bernie. See- <laughs> I
4: don't, I don't know if you've seen his speech. Now I, I don't know if it, it, everybody knows, but he finally decided to run again, right? And- <laughs> You see he got got speech, out of bed. What I, every time I look at him, he, he got, looks like he's
2: just getting out of bed.
4: That's <laughs> right; he's got that same hairdo every time. You know, somebody said it was like he combed his hair with a balloon. You know that's, that's <laughs> what everybody said. One one of the things that struck me on his speech because I watched it, um, and he said that his mother's biggest wish in her life was to get out of rent-controlled. Housing the only way that she got out of rent control housing was capitalism What does Bernie Sanders want? He wants us back into rent control housing. He wants socialism. He wants communism He's the guy that said bread lines are good So to say that his mother got out of rent control is the American dream that is capitalism but now he wants to put us all back there, and to me, that's that's the insanity that's going on in America right now.
2: Josh, go ahead.
4: You know, this is beautiful because Bernie,
5: the stuff Bernie Sanders says. First off, his interviews are hysterical. Uh, you know, after he declared, he went on a, uh, a a radio show called The Breakfast Club in New York. It's uh, a it's a hip hop radio show but they have a lot of you know different people on and they've had a lot of these different political pundits that have announced to the democratic party. Are
6: you, you talking know, about community I'm sitting there listening. God,
5: who's the host. Uh yeah, uh, Charlamagne the God. Yeah, he's uh he's an interesting guy. God, he's fella. so he's racist, man. Ideas. He hates
2: white people.
5: He uh, yeah, the well the whole panel, the whole group on there does, but I mean they're asking Bernie and uh uh the one radio show host is talking about how uh, a politician say they're going to do a lot of things, and they never do. And he, he's talking to Bernie Sanders. They list off cutting taxes, and Bernie stops and he goes, oh, oh I, I never said I wanted to cut taxes. I was <laughs> like, Dave yeah, are you out of your damn mind? Uh, listen, like the fact that he can sit there and say, and go, you know push back on a guy for saying that uh, politicians want to cut taxes, and Bernie's made sure to stop him and say, oh, no, 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 wait a minute, I never said I want to cut taxes. Give me a break. This is the type of person that is potentially, I mean, he's either one or two uh, with Joe Bi- If Joe Biden decides to declare, I mean, he will be uh, either the first or second option for the Democratic Party, most likely. How ridiculous that this is the option that we have. I mean, and he can, the way that he continues to speak on, on uh, solving, and he talked about health care in this interview as well. And he, he just sits there and runs his he's, mouth about how right. healthcare Real is quick, right. Right. Real quick, Josh, I and, want you to continue. But
2: I want you, you just brought up Bernie's healthcare. I want you to continue. But Ber, Bernie, you know, brought up the whole healthcare situation, and he's basically saying that you know uh, everybody is uh, going to have their premiums completely gone, and they're not going to have to worry. Well, yeah, dumb shit, we obviously know. You're turning the healthcare system, or your goal is to turn it into socialism. You don't want private healthcare companies to give out the best treatment anymore because you want everybody to be equal, even though they, you know, and that's not how the system is. Let's face the facts here. Healthcare is a privilege. It's not a necessity. People pay high money to have good healthcare, and it should stay that way. And I'm not denying that the, the healthcare companies don't get away with a bunch of bad shit, because it's true, they do. But at the same time, there's no other choice. But go ahead, Josh.
5: Well, you know, one of the one of the things that Bernie brings up in regards to health care is that America, you know, how much America spends on health care compared to uh, the rest of the civilized world. And t- to his point, yeah, you know what, we spend a lot on health care. But why do we spend so much on health care? Right. Well, because right. the government is involved with Medicare and Social Security, when we have these situations where, guess what? These drug companies get to charge whatever they want. And also, you know, my final point on this is he he basically, you know, let the cat out of the box and saying he doesn't want this to be an option for people that can't afford it. He wants to get rid of private insurance companies. And and he wants to make Medicare
2: for all. Do you realize, people, what Medicare for all would entail? It'd be like waving at the DMV for hours. It'd be like cattle call. It would be like goddamn Southwest Airlines, which is a shit show. So, yes, people, that, if that's what you want,
5: then you guys are a disgrace. But continue, Josh. Sorry, I went on a rant for a second. Yeah, you know, and the, to end, end my little point here, let's, let's be honest here. If people really want to wait uh, long periods of time for mediocre health care – uh, they can move to Canada. It's really not that far away. Uh Go to waiting times are and see how their, it works for you. Well, absolutely, but I mean like the, Canada's waiting times for for medic for for medical services are through the roof. The same in England as well. So they have multiple options for English speaking countries if they want to get out of the country. I have no problem with them leaving.
6: Yeah,
2: very very well said, Josh. You know, I I want um I want to I want to switch topics unless anybody has any final thoughts. We have about three minutes left. I want to get to one last thing. But if anybody has any final thoughts about this, please share right now.
9: You know, Rory, I was just going to say one thing. We talked about this uh, Medicare for All a number of times. Um, Any way you look at it, uh, it turns out to be something that's bad. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to do everything we can to make sure that this doesn't happen. It would be a complete disaster.
6: It's
2: scary. Dr. Bustler, it is a scary thing, because if you look at hospital rooms in Venezuela, if you look at hospital rooms in communist countries, it is not a pretty sighting. And, you know, Bernie and all these idiotic Democrats want to say, oh, well, this is different kind of socialism, what we're putting forth. No, it's not, moron. Socialism is socialism. It's the same goddamn thing. There's no difference. I mean, no matter how they try to spin it, it is what it is. And, you know, their voters are too fucking, excuse my French, too stupid to realize what the truth is, so they just keep buying into it. So many people in this country are lazy and want the free, the freeload status. Uh, and it's sick, Dr. Bussler.
9: Yeah, it is you know uh, and it's uh, it's also uh, a little disheartening to note especially with younger people um how many of them still look look very favorably on yep. socialism yep um and yep. you know a lot has to do with uh, the the uh, education and the teachers and the college professors that are uh, pounding it in, into them but um uh, a lot of them tend tend to favor it and it's really uh You know, I've I've said before uh, what what happens with my students, even the ones that are very liberal, um, you get out into the business world and some are end up being successful and working, doing well. And then they start realizing all that stuff they wanted the government to pay for is coming out of their paycheck. (laughs) So oftentimes that uh, gets them to switch some of their philosophy. And uh, Trump's doing the right thing, though. He's he's growing the economy. And as you grow the economy, it's going to provide more opportunity for everybody. And as you provide more opportunity and their record number of people working, uh, the idea yep. of uh, capitalism is going to become very appealing to many people.
2: Very, very well said, Dr. Busler. I want to get to our last topic before we have to go. Um, I want to start out with Dr. Branch on this one, but uh, there was a report out today that Russia is demanding that the US nuclear weapons in Europe be eliminated. Dr. Branch, you've probably been following this really closely. I read a, quite a bit about it today. Uh, but uh, if this is any indication that Russia is not our friend, uh, that, you know, I mean, this is obviously, this, this proves the fact that Russia is against us, but the Democrats want to refuse to believe it. But uh, going into this situation, what are your thoughts?
4: Well, you know, I spend most of the day watching the Paris Fashion Week, but no, I'm just joking. I, you know, we we see this we see this happening from Russia, and I, I think, uh, you know, this this is another an, a, just proof that there is no Russia collusion. I mean, right. Russia is Putin, not, Putin is not our friend. Putin would rather have
2: Hillary Clinton giving him more uranium privileges than Donald Trump, who's the hardliner and the guy that takes no shit from anybody.
4: Clinton was paid off by Russia. So, yes, he, he wanted her in. He could control her. He can control the entire administration. He wanted that. But now, I mean, you know, with what you see happening right now, to me, it just shows the effectiveness of President Trump. It just, yep. just shows that what a superpower he has made America great again. And, yep. you know, I, 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 I hope that IQ would agree with this. Everything that we're hearing from the liberal media in the United States is not echoed outside of the United States. China respects us. South Korea respects yep. us. Europe is respecting us. Russia is stepping up now saying, wait a second here. You're an adversary again. You know, and to me, uh, that is Trump. You you pay, play his inaugural speech at the beginning of your show. And it is about making America great again. Every decision he's making now is for America. And to me, that's yep. it's it's powerful. It's powerful. It speaks volumes coming from Russia.
2: Absolutely absolutely. And the only reason they the, the people in D C don't want him in there is because they've never seen anybody that puts America first and isn't owned or isn't controlled. So it drives them nuts that he's making all the decisions. What's best for the American people Because these people in D.C. are the
5: swamp They're the people that are out for their own interests And it's disgusting Josh, go ahead You know, just to double up on what you said It absolutely is disgusting And, you know, this continued talk About, uh, uh, you know There being Russian collusion Is absolutely absurd Because we see Russia has uh, The only interest Russia has in America Is to be our enemy you know on uh on dr branch's point um about uh shoot i, I think I, I think i just brain thumped myself I, i'm not sure what i was going to say but uh you know the, the, the i think i'm getting older than uh than i my age appears to be but, the you know the,
2: you're well above your time my uh, friend you're very intelligent apparently apparently <laughs> You lose it? Did
5: you lose it, or you got it? No, I lost. Oh, it's gone. It's very gone. <laughs> oh, no, it'll
2: come back. Let's go to IQ. It'll come back. Oh IQ. Go ahead.
10: Well, there, is, there was never any collusion, except in the warped mind of the enemies of Trump. I mean, that's from, from my yep. point of view is obvious. But the greatest threat to America in the long term is not Russia, it's China, and everybody. Mm. Is, Uh, In Congress is ignoring it. The greatest threat to America after Islam would be China. Why? China Mm -hmm. is 1.3 billion. And the economy, okay, at the moment, slowed down. But the economy of China was created literally only by America. It was American money which created Chinese power. People forget Mm -hmm. that. When I come to the States, and I do come every year to the United States of America, Literally 90% of the items sold in America are made in China. You go to Target, you go to anywhere, it's made in China. But who created the wealth of China? America. Am I right or am I wrong?
2: You're a- you're absolutely right. Dr. Bussler, I want you to speak on this. You know this too well. Go ahead.
9: Well, uh, yeah, they certainly uh, – China prospered as a result of um, America buying so many things. Now – Um, the American companies will argue uh, that, yeah, China made a whole lot of money, um, but the American consumers made out too because uh, there were so many products that they could buy at such low prices uh, that they were able to get a lot more. Now, ideally, um, that might not have been so bad on either side and probably good on either side, except that China didn't reciprocate. We let uh, them make uh, anything made over there. We let them sell over here virtually without any tariffs. And uh, they ended up shutting out their markets to us. And they have four times more people than than we do. Um, And, you know, that's really what, uh, when Trump got into office, that's really what he wanted to cure. Um, And it looks like he's on the verge of coming up with a a new trade deal with uh, uh, China. Um, i think the 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 more you start trading uh and becoming sort of um uh economically working with each other um uh, and this may be a little naive too but i think the the more you you do that the less likely you are to get into conflicts with each other uh so i think if we come up with a good fair trade deal that benefits both sides which i think we're close to doing um it's true that china uh, did prosper all those Decades really uh, from American money but going forward If we can get something that's fair And uh, works for both countries Maybe it will uh, improve Not only economic relations but Political relationships too
2: Alright we 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 Great well said we do have To run uh, Dr. Bussler Please tell everybody where they can find you
9: So my twitter is At M That's At M B U S L E R and on Facebook, if I'm not censored, uh, it's Facebook.com forward slash Funding Democracy. Or off, on your page, if you're there. Just search in the search box Funding Democracy. All right, Dr. Bosler. We'll you're a great soon. friend of the show. Right. Thank
2: you. We'll see Thanks, you next
9: buddy.
2: week. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, uh, Do- Dr. Branch, go ahead.
4: Well, you could uh, follow me on Twitter at... Bob Branch, that's B O B B R A N C H. I look forward to uh, talking with you on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for having me again on your show, and thank you to all your guests.
2: And Dr. Branch, we'll have you back again Thursday on our next show.
5: God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.
4: God bless you. Bye
5: bye. Uh,
4: Josh, go ahead.
5: Yeah, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at J O S H H L A V E Z A Victor A T Y. Appreciate it. Excellent. Uh, IQ, go ahead.
10: Just Google Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-O-L-I. You have all the answers.
2: And where they can find your best-selling book, tell everyone.
10: It's called Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam. It's a trilogy. It's on
2: Amazon. IQ, we'll have you back next week. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you
10: soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.
2: God bless you, too. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, I want to thank all my sponsors. I want to thank all my audience. I want to thank my co-hosts, and I want to thank my guests. Uh, Remember, we are now listened to in 22 different countries, and we are downloadable and listened to on over 60 different platforms, over 60 different platforms online. Again, that's 60, and you can find us all over the web. Um, It's been great, Uh, again, um, we've got so much addressed tonight. We had so much established, so much put into perspective. i got a lot more to get into with all of you on our next show on Thursday, and we will see you then, everybody. I'm Rory Sodder. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, God bless you. Have a good night. Cheers.